Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> it may be the nighttime, but the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday evening with you for the full four. We ask you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take the smartphone. Take the Alexa speakers. You can use your tablet. You can use your fax machine, your Etch-A-Sketch, your clock radio, whatever your device is. Just download on something to be able to catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 9 to 9 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, the best way to keep up with the show is through our personal Twitter pages. I am at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking points. Three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. He is producing the show, as always, on the other side of the glass. Day-Day is in the house at the D. Lewis for real. Lots to get into with you here. Hope everybody had a great long weekend. Um... Hope everybody took a minute or two to uh, honor our fallen and uh, and say a prayer for uh, all the folks that have sacrificed the ultimate, uh, you know, the ultimate thing and gave up their life uh, in the uh, in the uh, in service uh, to defend our great nation. So hope everybody uh, had a nice weekend. Hope everybody took a moment to reflect. And now everybody's back at work. It does feel like a Monday in a lot of ways, is it not day day? Um, you worked yesterday, though. Yeah, so. I worked. Yeah, I worked yeah. all so weekend. It really, it really so. didn't. It really didn't. It, really didn't <laughs> yeah. have any time off, right? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But I, I got to spend. You know, I, I worked early yesterday. I worked with uh, Chris, uh, Goforth. So uh, was done by two, and I had already prepped all my stuff as far as grilling. 
I marinated, my, got my meat together sa- uh, Sunday night, and then I prepped the grill early Saturday, Sunday or Monday morning. And so while on the way home, after I got done with Chris, I just called my son and wife. I was like, "Hey, I'll go ahead and light the grill." So okay, so you know, got to go home, grill, eat by four four thirty, you know, and uh, got the daddy juice together and got ready for the game. Wow, nice. Yeah, it was a good game last night. I mean, even though it was a blowout, and yeah, you know, I mean. I mean, it was it was close there for a while. felt felt like the Heat had control most of the night. Yeah, I mean, early in the first quarter, it looked like Boston was going to be able to try to, you know, because again, they got out in front and the crowd was behind them. But Miami did what they needed to do, which was not let that crowd get too right, riled up. Right. Right. Well, I, listen, there were there were some moments where that crowd was pretty raucous. Like yeah. they were that. I mean, I, I saw some people saying. Look, if you if you're going to go to an NBA playoff game, make it a point to go to a Celtics game, right? right. I mean that that was a really good crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, there were just there were so many just so many big shots from both teams. Like yeah. there were just so like just you know what's his name? Um, oh for, gosh, for um, Boston for Boston. Um, the the guy that killed us. Oh, um, uh, Derek White. Yeah, I mean White would step up and hit mm-hmm. a big three, you know, and then. Yeah. Lowry would hit a three, and you know Brown would hit you know yeah. a shot, and this guy would hit a shot, and just it was just back and forth, and it was such a good game, and obviously game sevens, you know, obviously bring out a lot of um, you know a lot of the best of of guys, you know, when you're playing for everything, but yeah. um, but Miami really was just kind of in control of that game, like they just they they never really relinquished. The yeah, lead once and, they took that lead, that was yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. yeah, I mean the Celtics got it close a few times, but. They just didn't. Uh, they just didn't relinquish the lead to them. So now we get ready for. We got to wait all the way till Thursday for the uh, NBA Finals to crank up and start. So that will start in Denver. So isn't it crazy? Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If it goes all seven games, it doesn't end for another two weeks. That was yeah. yeah, like almost three weeks. Honestly, they they start on June first. And they'll play game three on June 7th. <laughs> like they got a Thursday, then two days off, then a couple of more days off after game two. Like, yeah, to your point, I mean, we're going to look at middle of June, you know. Yeah. It's just it's going to be crazy. And and I, I this, a, this is an intriguing series. This is probably not what the TV executives wanted, right? I mean, they right. would have loved to have had Lakers and – Lakers and Celtics, right. you know, in or this final. Or even Phoenix and Celtics. Yeah, know, but, but State certainly Celtics. when you talk about maybe from a national perspective, the least and, – and look, it features maybe one of the top three players in the entire of the NBA in Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Butler's as clutch as there is, but they don't have a lot of star power on their team. Nope. Um, you know, Murray's a guy that's still kind of in the shadows of things. I mean – Joker's the real guy that that on the national stage is, you know, obviously, you know, for the casual NBA fan, he's he's the guy that people will talk about. But this is really not a for a for a real casual NBA fan. This is not a star power laden series. No, unfortunately, it's not. Um, but you know, I, again, I, I mentioned to the, to you this before that I think it's a good, it's good that Denver's in it and if they win it because again just a few years ago you had Milwaukee like I think from 
from that perspective, you need some of these smaller markets. If you want to keep stars like a mm-hmm. Joker in a, in a market like a Denver, Giannis in a market like Milwaukee, it's good these teams kind of pop up and, and get these championship wins or make these championship runs from time to time. Because if it's just your L.A.'s, Boston's, you know, Miami, New York's, you know, people kind of get, you know, they'll kind of check out a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, it's just it's the national. I mean, look, if you have stars – I mean, we saw a few years ago when it was Golden State and Cleveland. You know, now, now obviously, Golden State's a very populated area with, with Oakland. But, right. but from, a, from a basketball perspective, you know, other than the championship that Rick Barry had won, you know, his run TMC and, you know, right. a few of those teams. But, you know, they were not a, a, a true basketball powerhouse. Nope. Cleveland, obviously, because of LeBron, I mean, in, in you know, the, the days with – Lenny Wilkins when they had Doherty and Harper and those guys. But, you know, they're they're kind of a mid-market team. I mean, right. look, Chris Bosh didn't want to go to Cleveland because he called him a mid-market right. team when, when LeBron was trying to recruit him. That's why mm-hmm. they all went down to Miami was because, you know, LeBron could not get Chris Bosh to come to Cleveland. He didn't want to play for a mid-level team again. Right. He wanted to be in a big city and play. Um, so, you know, but the star, but again, they were getting 25 million people watching that game, right? Right. With all the star power in it, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is, if you got stars on stage, I don't care if it's Sacramento or New Orleans, you know, if there's star right. power all the way around, then that's what draws people to it, right? Because they want to see stars, right? right? Especially at this time of the year, when when the NBA, when they're down to the last two teams and all the marbles are on the line, I mean, you want to see star power, yep. And that's what Golden State and Cleveland gave us: Irving, LeBron, Kevin Love. You know, Draymond, Clay, Steph. I mean, just all the star power. Durant, you know, all right. the star power that were on those teams. So, should be a good series. Um, I'm curious to see how this goes. I mean, I, I don't I don't really know that I have a favorite, given given the fact that Miami was about to blow a 3 nothing series lead, but then they really controlled game seven. I don't really have a feel for I, I mean, I'll take Denver just because they're at home. They're the home team in this series. Other than that, I mean, you know, I haven't trusted Denver in a few years, you know, even with Joker. I mean, they've been a disappointment in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I don't have, you know, to your point, don't have a dog in a fight, but I'm leaning towards Denver um, more so just because I think – I think Joker is the uh, is the is the key in the sense that I don't know. I know Bam Adebayo has been playing great for Miami, but um, I don't know if he, you know – Obviously, you would think, okay, you just got to throw bodies at Joker. But from an offensive standpoint, from a defensive, Joker can pull you out of that out of the, out of that center, right? So yeah. I think he's key, and I think how they utilize Joker and try to take Bam out of bio out of the mix um, and pull him out of the paint on both ends of the court. I think that's going to kind of be key. Yeah, they'll they'll need another big series from Caleb Martin. Um, that's you know the kind of guys that that need to step up when you don't have all right. of the star power for it. So. Uh, Braves last night, they do lose to Oakland. Um, obviously, the good news was Michael Soroka, who was back on the hill. Um, it had been August of 2020, the last time that he made a start in the major leagues. Great to see him out there. Look, and we'll talk to our buddy Chris Willis coming up here at um, at uh, eight or sorry 9 o'clock. Um, look, other than one bad inning, that Soroka was fine. He was striking guys out, didn't give up a lot of hits. He got in trouble in that fifth inning, and that was it. You know, gave up the three-run homer, and, you know, that was it for for the Braves. Now, it didn't like the results because, I mean, it's the godforsaken Oakland A's, 
So we got to, you know, take these next couple of games and, you know, screw them. I mean, we got to, you know, find a way to win. But I'll tell you, you know, the schedule really opens up come June. You know, other than the Mets series, Arizona, Washington, Detroit, Colorado, you know, the, the schedule really starts to open up, and you don't really have that big gauntlet of teams. You know, again, we played a lot of really good teams early on. The Padres, the Dodgers, obviously the Mets and Phillies, you know, the Texas Rangers were a first-place team when we played them, right? I mean, so we played some really good teams, but now the schedule starts to open up in June, and we're going to get some directs of the universe. But you got to take care of your business. But I thought Soroka played fine. I mean, he is good. I mean, Matt Olson is just crushing the ball. I mean, he's just been on fire. I mean, just his home run stroke is just something to behold. I mean, his extra base ability is something to uh, behold. So uh, Braves and Oakland A's coming up at uh, 940 uh, this evening. Bryce Elder will be on the mound. Um, who is this guy that's pitching? J.P. Sears. Not Sears and Roebuck, but J.P. Sears. He's 0-3 with a 4, what is it, a 471 ERA? I think it's a 4, let's see here. I think it's a 471 ERA, but his ERA at home is a 2.86. So the, the the Oakland A's are 11 and 45. I think that they I think I saw they're 6 and after last night's win, they're 6 and 23 at home. 6 and 23. PU United gets a draw. Um, they come up playing tomorrow. They'll uh, take on New England. What is New England called? The New England FC or New England UF or I don't even know what they are. Uh, but the, oh, they're the Revolution, aren't they? They're, they're the they're the Revolution. You say you're on a revolution. You 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 got pictures of Chairman Mao or whatever. Anyway, um, so they'll take on the New England Revolution coming up uh, tomorrow night. So no show tomorrow night. Atlanta United in action as uh, they take on New England. Is they're back home, um, not a bad draw. I mean, Orlando's a pretty decent team. I thought that was a good good result. Um, was still probably a match that they could have won, but was not the worst result. At least you got a point uh, out of all of it. And, um, you know, as we said, the NBA Finals are set up and ready to go. So good game with the Celtics uh, last night, even though it was kind of a blowout game, but still a lot of big moments uh, in it. And then we'll wait till Thursday to get NBA Finals action Underway, but we'll keep up to date all night long about what goes on with the Atlanta Braves as they get a little bit of a late start as they are in Oakland. Speaking of the Heat, the Heat should be able to give the Hawks some hope. We can take your phone calls as well. 404-741-0929. Or sorry, that's the song that I'm texting. What's the phone line? 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. The Heat should give the Hawks some hope. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 929 Game, Odyssey.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuck Show, hanging out in the Key Studios, 404-726-0929. That is our phone line. We'll open up the phones to you here in this segment. We're uh, going to talk to D. Orlando Ledbetter coming up here at 740 as uh, Falcons got their OTA work in last week. So we'll talk to D. Led about uh, what's coming up next. And um, we'll talk to uh, Big Tigger. We've got uh, Big Tigger coming on the phone with us here. At uh, eight twenty, he's got an event uh, going on, and um, now uh, day day. What are we doing here? Are we um, so big tiggers coming in to host the rest of the show, <laughs> and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go on the ones and twos. Yes, yeah, right. Uh, you know that was the initial. You know we tried to put that in motion, but, right? You know, just I'm I'm gonna hold down the ones and twos, yeah. and I'm going to club one tweezy. <laughs> Scheduling conflicts, we couldn't we Dang couldn't it. get it all. You know, we couldn't okay. get it all to work out. All right. Well, listen. Um, so we'll talk to Big Tigger. Coming up here at the 820s, he's got a fun event coming up here that uh, we'll get with him about. So, And then uh, Chris Willis going to join us at uh, the 9 o'clock hour as um, we'll talk some Braves uh, with him. But, you know, look, I, I guess that the Hawks can have maybe a little bit of hope based upon what the Miami Heat have done, right? You know, they were the eighth seed, and the reason they were the eighth seed is because we beat them – even though they were the seven, we were the eight going into the play-in round. By virtue of beating Miami, we got the seven seed, right? And Miami was the eight seed. So, I, you know, I guess I look at this as if Miami can do it, why can't the Hawks, right? Now, look, the reality is is that we don't want to be anywhere near the seven, eight, nine, ten seeds, right? Like, this has to change, and this has to get better from the Hawks' perspective. I expect them to be a top three, four, five seed when all is said and done. That may be pie in the sky. That may be a little bit ambitious. But if the Miami Heat can find a way to get through the playoffs and beat some of the teams they did. By the way, they knocked out the top two seeds in the Eastern Conference to get there. They knocked out Milwaukee, who they matched up with first in their playoff series. Then uh, who was it? Who was the second round playoff series for Miami? It was uh, Knicks, right? Knicks, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was the Knicks in the second round, and then the Boston Celtics in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. So that should be good news in a lot of ways. Now, look, there's a lot of differences between the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks, right? I mean, number one, the Heat are a much better defensive team than anything we've seen 
over the last couple of years. Um, their head coach is outstanding. And I, I never thought I would say this, and I really didn't, um, because I've not been the biggest fan of Eric Spolstra, but Eric Spolstra is a hell of a coach. He's a really, really, really good coach. And I will say that I thought that when he had LeBron and Wade and Bosh, there was a lot of Pat Riley influence hovering over him, and he was coaching three of the top superstars in the NBA. But now when you look at what he's done, every time he's on the sideline, he's got the mismatch, right? We always talked about the idea with the Falcons about, you know, I want to win the coaching battle. Well, when you got Eric Spolstra in Miami, you're winning the coaching battle. He, he is the guy that's winning the coaching battle in that scenario. And they've got a guy in Jimmy Butler that he may not be Steph for LeBron or KD or whatever, but you know what that guy is? He's the most clutch player in the NBA. He's a guy that you can put your team on his shoulders and he can will you to victory. And you know what? You know what matters at the end of the day? Winning. All that matters is winning. He's an amazing player. I, I know he's a very skilled, very talented player, but his ability to win and lead his team to victory between him and Spolstra, they've got a lot going on there. Now, we don't have all of that. So we should be encouraged by the fact that, okay, you know, Miami's a number eight seed. We beat them in that Fakakta play-in game, and they found a way to get to the NBA Finals. Why can't the Hawks do something like that? Now, again, I say the Hawks need to be much better than being at the bottom end of the play-in tournament, things like that, and I expect them to be better. And as far as the coaching goes, you know, we're paying a guy. You know, Day-Day, when we were talking about the Jalen Brown trade, mm -hmm. you know, he was like, and Day-Day was like, well, you know, how do we play this guy, that guy? Hey, man, I'm paying a coach championship caliber money. At, at this point, and I don't know what Nick Nurse got from the Philadelphia 76ers, but you're talking about one of the three or four highest paid coaches, right? I mean, Doc yeah. was one of the highest paid. Steve Kerr is one of the highest paid. Nick Nurse was. I don't know if he still is. Popovich, obviously, at the top of the food chain. We have one of the highest paid coaches in the NBA. If you've got Trey Young, Jalen Brown, and DeJounte Murray, you better damn sure figure it out how to play with those guys on the court and be really good. I don't care what you got to do. I don't, care if, I don't care if it's Magic Johnson playing center again like in the 1980 NBA Finals. You got to figure out a way to get it done. So, again... I think our head coach is the right guy, and, you know, he's he's going to lead this team to, to greener pastures. But it should give the Hawks at least some hope about what can be done. You know, the Hawks, obviously, when they went their run to the NBA Eastern Conference Finals, you know, they were the five seed, and that was only because they had tied with the New York Knicks for the, best, for the fourth best record, but because of the head-to-head -head matchup, with the New York Knicks. That's why we're the five seed. But they had the fourth best record in the Eastern Conference. It feels like we're a long ways away from having the fourth best record in the Eastern Conference right now. But it should give the Hawks some hope. It should give them some hope that, okay, you know, things can turn around pretty quickly. And look, Miami was the number one seed in the Eastern Conference the previous year, right? Because we saw them in the playoffs, right? When we got through that whole Fakakta you know, 
two wins in the play-in tournament. That's the team that we saw last year, and they were the number one seed. And there were a little bit of differences, you know, in their team, but certainly they had a rough regular season. They probably shouldn't have been an eighth seed given, you know, what they have been able to do here in the playoffs, right? I mean, they were a dangerous matchup for anybody in the playoffs that was going to lock horns with them. They were certainly a very dangerous matchup going into that uh, Milwaukee series to start off with. That was not necessarily a good matchup for the Milwaukee Bucks. But obviously, even with the Miami Heat being an eight seed, they were a team that could play with anybody in the league. And the Hawks are like that too. You know, we talk about the Hawks that they can play with anybody in the league. When they get their game going, they can play with anybody in the NBA. I don't care who it is. I don't care how many stars. You know, we've seen them beat Golden State and kind of handily in the fourth quarter of that game that was here in Atlanta. Beat them. We've beat Milwaukee multiples of times, even without Trey Young. Even when Trey Young has not been available, we've beaten the Milwaukee Bucks a couple few times. You know, we've beaten the Suns. We've beaten all the top teams. So it should give the Hawks some hope that, look, they get this thing figured out. Sky's the limit for this team, right? And at some point, it's got to all pay off. Some point it's got to pay off that there's another conference, you know, deep playoff run. We talked about the idea of what's the minimum expectation for Quinn Snyder and the Atlanta Hawks. I agree with the with the folks that chimed in. Should be a second round playoff team. If it's not, what are we doing? Where where are we going? What are we doing at that point? Because now it's about more than just coaching. Can't tell me we have one of the best coaches in the NBA and we don't get results out of all of it. Can't tell me that we've got a championship caliber paid like coach and then we flounder around barely 500, you know, finding our way into the play-in tournament. Has to change at some point. Whether it's the same roster, whether it's a completely different roster, something's got to change at some point for this franchise. It's got to start to go in a positive direction. And that's not collaborative or communicative or whatever if theories and, you know, isms that there are out there. We got we to change this thing around. That's why I want a guy like Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown makes you a much more dynamic team. Can't have too many stars, right? Can't have too many of those guys. Unless you've got the best player on the planet, which we don't right now. I know Trey Young's a really good player, but he ain't the best player on the planet right now. And without that, you got to have star power, and you got to have firepower, and you got to have a top tier coach. And I think we've got some of those things, but we don't have enough. That's why I wanted Jalen Brown. That's why I'm in on the Jalen Brown sweepstakes. Hey, Celtics don't want to pay him. Let's figure out a way to bring him here, bring him back home, and let's figure out a way to put the money out for him. Yeah, it's going to hurt. It's gonna hurt, gonna hurt like crazy when you're you know potentially giving up $290 million to a guy. It's gonna hurt like crazy, but you gotta have those guys. You gotta have those kinds of players, right? You gotta have guys that help you to the NBA finals and Eastern Conference Finals in back-to-back years, right? And I know they've got Tatum and all these other guys. I mean, you know, but still you gotta have your star power to it. So 
let's hope that the Hawks, you know, maybe learn a lesson from the Miami Heat. Maybe there's something to, you know, piggyback off of and say, hey, look, you know, they struggled during the regular season for whatever reason. I don't think it was injury-related. They struggled during the regular season, but they found a way to crank it up and turn it on in the playoffs when it matters most. And now here they are, four wins away from the NBA title. Now here they are, about to start on Thursday, lining up against the Denver Nuggets. And, you know, again, they had some of their role players that really stepped up. We just talked about Caleb Martin. He was huge in that series for Boston, or for uh, Miami against Boston. It was huge. Some people thought he could have been the MVP of that series because they wouldn't have gotten to where they got without Caleb Martin. I know Jimmy Buckets is the MVP, and, and he's the star of that team, but they wouldn't have been there without Caleb Martin. Yeah, especially in game six. Yeah. Especially in game six because Buckets, Jimmy only had like nine points in like nine, 11 points midway through the third quarter. Right. And I think at that point, Caleb might have had 20, 21. And we don't take a back seat from the Hawks' perspective on a talent level. Like, I don't think the Hawks take I – don't, I don't look at the Hawks and say, well, they don't have as much talent as Miami. Now, Jimmy Butler may be a different kind of cat. He may be a different kind of player. But top to bottom on our roster, I don't look at Miami and say, hey, you know, they're, they're way more loaded than we are. Now, on no. paper, I think our roster looks better. Yeah, I do too. I think we have, I think we have fewer players that have holes in their game. And I think that our roster is really good. But it doesn't play like that a lot. And let's be honest, it doesn't play like that very often. So should be some, you know, I don't know if it's lessons learned from the Miami Heat, but certainly as a Hawks fan, when you watch this Heat team, should give you some hope that there are brighter days ahead, greener pastures ahead for this Hawks franchise. Hopefully things get turned around and now we start to go in a very quick upward ascent because we should be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. All right, dear Orlando Ledbetter going to join us here coming up. Talk some Falcons OTAs with him. Check in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuck Show. Hanging out at the Kia Studios. Tuesday night with you, 404-741-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of this show. Odyssey app, so you catch us on the go. Social media at 92.9 The Game at JMSH316. He's at DD Lewis for real. Well, OTAs have finished up. We're actually moving here toward June. Going to be in June very, very quickly. And you know what that means. June 1st designated cuts on the horizon. Maybe some players that the Falcons could be taking a look at that they could add to their roster. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's talk to our buddy D. Orlando Ledbetter, covers the Atlanta Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work and at D. Orlando AJC on Twitter. D. Led, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes tonight. Sure, no problem, John. Thanks for having me tonight. You know, 
Um, I, I was watching all the videos during the, the week and weekend and all that of Calais Campbell. And, you know, it really does seem like that, look, yes, they want his production on the field and they still think he can be a productive player. But the more I hear him speak, the more that this seems like leadership, his veteran experience, just being a, a guide for these younger players. Is that the sense that you get from him as well? Uh, yeah, no question. But, you know, he's going to play. He's going to play. Um, he wants to play about 60%. But they got some young guys that need some direction. You know, uh, Epicady, uh D'Angelo Malone, um, you know, Taekwon, uh, the, the rookie this year, Harrison from Ohio State. So, you know, they need to know how to do this, how to go about it as a professional. And nobody's better than uh, – who, who's better than Calais than to show them how to do it. And, uh, you know, maybe they benefit uh, on the long haul by him helping them to develop some of the young players. I know that he wants to play that percentage of snaps. And, and when he was healthy, he was playing in the – low to mid 60 percentile of snaps for Baltimore. But is it realistic to think that he's going to play 60-plus percent of the snaps in this defense? Easily, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking they might have to pull him back from playing more. Uh, but Because uh, he played 60 last year, 14 out of 17 games, and, and he was right at 60. So that's very doable. That's not a high number in my mind. So – what does that mean, though, with our young guys? I mean, you know, again, uh, last year Lorenzo Carter was playing 75% of the snaps. Ebba Katie only had the one start. He's got to take a big boost. I mean, are we – if Campbell is playing that high of a percentage of snaps, is that at the detriment of some of our young guys and they haven't developed as quickly? No, they got forty percent to show what they can do. It's, uh, you know, they're gonna be that's that's plenty of time to get out there and make a play. And uh, sure, if they start making plays, then they'll get out there more. So obviously, we saw word the other uh, on Friday, I believe it was, that DeAndre Hopkins was cut uh, by the Arizona Cardinals. Would the Falcons have any interest in him? They've got about ten, eleven million dollars worth of cap space. They obviously could use some upgrades at wide receiver, would they have any interest in Hopkins, do you think? Uh, no. Um, I mean, he would definitely be uh, uh, improved, uh, improved um, their talent base. But he's looking for teams that have an established quarterback that are contending for the Super Bowl. The Falcons don't have either one of those things going for them right now. Do you see that as June 1st cuts come along here, that the Falcons will start looking to add a little bit of pieces to their roster, do you still think that they have some additional moves that are in them here before we get to training camp? Yeah, but I think we've seen, um, you know, anything that's happening right now is in the back end of the roster uh, in the 70 to 90 range. I don't think you're getting any uh, super-duper guys uh, cut on June 1. Uh, we haven't seen a lot this year, uh, uh, projected June 1 cuts. Uh, where there's going to be something there. But they always say they're still working and looking and shuffling, but a lot of that shuffling here has been on the back end of the roster. Uh, if some people shake free, you know, you know, linebacker or, uh, you know, offensive line's always, a, a, you know, an area of a need and an upgrade. Wide receiver certainly one. Uh, but, you know, can you talk Hawkins into coming here? I don't think so. Uh, but, yeah, you definitely got to keep your eye on it. Definitely, uh, you know, roster's not set. 
uh, and they will. Um, they say they're going to turn over every stone as they try to rebuild this team. So June 1 would be a definite day to, you know, kind of keep your head on the swivel to see what's coming uh, in the way of uh, June 1 cuts. Falcons beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, D. Orlando Ledbetter, joining me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Are there any veterans that you see that could potentially be cuts on this Falcons team? Is there anybody who you've got your eye on that says, hmm, let's see if maybe that's a guy that, you know, is on this club as we head through training camp and, you know, come toward the preseason? Well, you know, um, the one guy I'm worried about a little bit is Bud Dupree. They just signed him. But I looked at the last couple of years, he's been hurt a lot. Uh, so I don't know if he's near the end. You know, so Bud is, you know, one of the signings that you know, they didn't have to give him a whole lot of money uh, because he hasn't been able to finish uh, the last couple of seasons here. So you don't know. We start seeing the injuries pile up. You kind of worry about a guy like that. But, you know, they're going to give him a shot. They need some pass rushers, so he's going to get a shot. Uh, that's the one that kind of sticks out for me. And then on the, uh, you know, offensive side of the ball, um, you know, uh, there, there's not really, uh, you know, Cordell Patterson is getting up there. Um, you know, they, they um, he was uh, off to the side. I don't know if he had a surgery or he's out of shape or uh, what the deal is. But, uh, you know, he, he's getting up there in age too. So, but, uh uh, you know, what, you always got to look at the running back receiver room. Once they get over 30-ish, uh, um, you know, you have to be concerned about them. Those will be two pretty big veterans that, uh, you know, may be coming towards the end of their careers. D-Led, does Desmond Ritter look different to you? Just not even physically, but does he look like he's got a little bit better understanding? And, again, I know we're shorts and T-shirts and shells and – Again, we're not we're not coming into any kind of high caliber practicing or anything like that. But do you just kind of look at him and and he's got what looks like a better grasp of things than he did maybe at this time last year? Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, last year they just had him and Mariota, so you know they could force feed him all of the the reps he could you know he could handle or could take. Uh, and then you know we were worried about you know if they had enough throws out there to. To, uh, you know, if that was going to wear their arms down with just two guys. But with four, he definitely looks under control. Uh, he talked a great game. So, you know, he talked a great game last year about, you know, hey, I got this down, I'm handling it. And then he comes back and tells us this year, hey, my head was spinning, you know, you know, so forth and so on. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to listen and, and hear and uh, keep note of everything he says. But really – you know, until we get to September and he's playing on some real games, um, you know, I, I'm not going to really be, you know, putting too much stock in what everybody says. Do you think that the Falcons will take advantage of this new rule with the third quarterback being available that they can have their emergency quarterback? He's not going to take up a roster spot. I mean, right now, I guess we've got, you know, we've got, you know, Heineke. We've got, uh, obviously, Desmond Ritter. And I guess Logan Woodside is still on the roster do you think that they – could they maybe even use a Cordero Patterson as an emergency quarterback if need be, if if he maybe doesn't have a defined role within this offense? Well, you could definitely put one of the running backs in the pistol. So, um, uh, I don't know if that's Keith or, or Bijan and have them run it or Cordero or, or Algier. You definitely could get in the pistol and, um, 
you know, run the ball and, you know, maybe throw a quick screen or something. But the uh, other quarterback they signed, a fourth kid, Austin Ain, I, uh, A-U-N-E. I haven't done a lot of work on him, but he was the fourth. Uh, so they're de- definitely taking a different approach at quarterback with four out there. Uh, but, yeah, they certainly could take advantage. I think that's, a, you know, you got an injury, you're trying to make it through a game, and then you get another injury, then certainly you'll try to take advantage of it. And, you know, we might see some Logan Woodside. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, well, listen, uh, he did play in the MAC, so at least we got that going for us. But yep. anyway, um, <laughs> D-Led, were there any other second-year guys that you saw that looked like that they – were different. I mean, we talked about Desmond Ritter, obviously, but were there any other guys from the from you know that's going from their rookie year last year into the second year that looked like they were more comfortable out there or had a better grasp of things or just just kind of impressed you more overall from year over year? Yeah, and I chatted with uh, Troy Anderson and uh, and also with uh, Richie Grant. Uh, um, last week, and both of them were way, very, yeah, certainly Troy was at ease. I mean, he was, last year was crazy for him, coming from Montana. Uh, now he's kind of settled in. He knows he can play at this level, uh, and he's got a grasp of what they're trying to do with him. So, that he's got, a, he's really relaxed, and that's one that he's got a really upside, so much so they didn't even sign the uh, leading tackler back, Rashawn Evans. And uh, Richie Grant, you know he he uh, he had to you know he, he had a bumpy second year first year as a starter but now he's got a feel for it he's got a uh, Jesse Bates back there with him and uh, you know they got new new stuff to learn and everything but yeah those are two uh, young players um, and another one on my list is Arnold Epicetti but uh, you know I, have, I didn't get around to do much work on him last week um, you know this is. Uh, uh, they got another uh, week of OTAs uh, on, on Friday, another open session, and then another open one next Wednesday, and then they'll head into the mini camp. But those are if those three guys could turn into football players, hey, you got a defense coming along over there on that side of the ball. Yeah, and listen, D-Led, I I have said repeatedly on my show that I think that Arnold Ebicady has got to maybe even more than Desmond Ritter in some ways that he's got to step up and and become that pass rusher that we're looking for to at least solidify one side of that defensive line that, look, I, I think that he needs to have that big jump. I think the Falcons can win without Desmond Ritter being an MVP candidate, but I, I katie has got to have that step up here. I think he's got to be somewhere in that 8-10 to 10 sack range, and if he can't be that, then I don't know where we're going to turn. I mean, I know it's you know, sacked by committee, but you know, that that doesn't always work out so well in the NFL. No, you need somebody to turn into a stud. Uh, you got to find football players. You got if you don't, you got to develop them. And you know, once he's taken in the second round, he's got a prime target on his back. Can't be missing uh, in the second round. So uh, you know, he's definitely him and Troy need to. Uh, you know, turn into big-time football players and Richie Grant. That's my whole second-round crew there. Um, and once once you're in the top 50, I need to see if you're going to be a football player that's going to play 10 years. And then if you're not, I have to go look at the draft list and see who they missed on. Obviously, if Bates is going to be one of the starting safeties, is there a battle between Hawkins and Grant? Is that is that going to be a battle? I mean, obviously, the two guys who started last year – are those guys in a battle for the other starting safety spot? 
I don't think it's a battle. I think Jalen's got to try to find his way uh, onto the field as uh, the big nickel, and they go, um, you know, Buffalo nickel with three safeties and so forth. I mean, they're going to play a lot of different packages, but, uh, you know, they if Richie can't pick stuff up under the new regime, uh, you know, Jerry Gray and, and Coach Jackson back there, they're going to, um, you know, they're going to put the people in there they depend on. So, um, I think Grant's got the the, the uh, edge on that. Uh, he'd have to mess it up, but certainly uh, Jalen Hawkins has, uh, you know, played had a good counting of himself here. Uh, not great, uh, but uh, been good back there. So you have some depth finally at the safety position at the at the very least. Last question for Adilat. You and I have specifically talked about this, but again, I, I think the idea of Jerry Gray working with these young corners and safeties uh, and even, you know, even guys like Jesse Bates. I mean, that working with a guy like Jerry Gray, I think that's, again, I think it's the low-key sleeper move that this franchise made is bringing him in. And and maybe I'm putting too much expectation on it, but I love having Jerry Gray back there working with my secondary. I just, I I love the idea. I know what he did in – uh, Seattle with the Legion of Boom when he coached Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor in their rookie years, and those guys seem to play okay. Um, I just, I, I'm really excited about seeing what Jerry Gray can bring to this defense and specifically the defensive backs. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Coach Gray's got a great reputation, and even going back to his playing days at Texas, a uh, great teacher, um, you know, knows how to teach the different mindsets and different. Uh, ways that the kids learn or the young players learn. Um, you know, it's kind of like uh, Tim Lewis. People didn't know, uh, you know, a lot about him when he was, you know, one of the top players uh, before he hurt his neck uh, in the league and, you know, at Pittsburgh. And Coach Lewis did a great job, I thought, with Desmond Trufant and to, you know, a lesser degree, Robert Alford. Uh, couldn't get him to stop grabbing there, but uh, – <laughs> But but certainly Jerry Gray can uh, can definitely if the kids listen to him, um, you know they they're gonna learn something and that's that's uh, you know sometimes uh, some of the the um, you know corners or the young kids they might not know who Jerry Gray is and they gotta tell him and uh, you know if they think that he can make them better and improve their play and they listen to him uh, then you got something. Well, speaking of great teachers, D. Orlando Ledbetter is the Falcons' beat writer for. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution, AJC.com, is where you can check out all of his work. He's teaching class every day about the Atlanta Falcons. So, And uh, give him a follow on his personal Twitter page, at AJC. D. Let, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes here tonight. We will certainly chat again here soon. Great, John. Thanks for having me, and have a great evening. You got it. Appreciate it. When we come back from the top of the hour... It will be our time. It will be time for our Falcons flyover. Pro Football Focus ranked the interior defensive linemen, the top 32 interior defensive linemen. This should be an interesting list to see about where the Falcons land on it. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game, and the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.